Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast, episode number 61, or if you're keeping track at home, it's season two, episode 11. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we have survived week one, everybody. Um, I, I, my my DFS was profitable this weekend. How about mine, yours? Mine too. There you go. Mine that, too. You know, one of my biggest problems with my 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 prognostications is week one is such a crapshoot. I oh, never yeah. know. You have no idea. You know, I mean, I didn't make enough to retire, but I put X number of dollars in and I retrieved X plus a value. So that's a good week. Yes. So we're going to get into that this week. But first, Craig has a very interesting looking can <clears throat> in front of him that I he do. has offered to share with me. It I has do. some sort of mantis looking creature on it. It does. It uh, looks like stained glass. There is a praying mantis in the middle and there's a so circle around him that looks like a saint, as you would see in a church window. So it's almost like a stained glass window kind of thing, like you right. would see in a church. Like it you is said, called um, the Prophet. The Prophet. It's <laughs> a good name. It is by the uh, Connecticut Valley Brewing. They are in South Windsor. Okay. Uh, this is a New England style IPA, and I, I total honesty because our friend John sent us a picture of a mantis. Right. And this has a mantis on it. This is the only reason I got it was for the can art. Felt like it was a sign, but you know what? It's, we'll try it. It's a New England and IPA. They, just, they told me they just got this like two days, a day ago. So they don't even know anything about it. Nope. Pop that bad boy open. There we go. The sweetest right. sound. So while Craig's pouring that, I'll, I'll, I'll tell uh, you you listeners, my beer consumption, uh, I found out this week, has to decrease. My, uh, my doctor has put me on a strict no-carb diet, and I went, no carb except for beer, right? And he was like, <laughs> no, no carbs. I went, except for beer. I said, I'm not doing it. I said, you know, I basically threatened him with a chair. But um, so uh, we'll be so you don't be shocked if I'm drinking a little less beer. It's it's uh, I can stay here longer and give you more good football advice. So. All right. All right. Well, this is your beer, Craig. You go first. I'm looking at Ooh. it. It's actually lighter in color. It's got a lot of light penetration to it. It's got a nice hoppy uh, aroma. Craig is thinking it over. Huh. Interesting. He's got a positive it look is, on his face like he's, wow. he's pleasantly it surprised. Really, it's really juicy. Really? Really juicy. I can't figure out this if there's like how much citrus there is, but it's really juicy. All right, I'm going in. All right, Britt is taking a sip of the taster glass. I have a lot of these glasses. Well, we've been to a lot of tastings. That's true too. Wow. Oh no, that's that's tropical. Yeah, I can't can't figure it out yet. That's a hardcore upfront tropical, almost like almost like when you go to a bar and you order like a mixed drink, like something with cranberry or something in it, and the first thing you taste is the fruit juice. This yeah. thing comes that forward with, like, as in, not like, it doesn't taste like cranberry, but I'm saying, like, it tastes like a beer that was spiked with orange juice. Maybe it is orange. I don't know. Usually I can figure it's it out, but too, it's, this one's kind of hidden. It's too tart to be orange, I think. Does the can give us any clues or any description um, on the can? See, it's good. New England style Indian IPA. It is 7.1%. That's a little strong, but not terrible. Um, No, there's no, nothing no else on the can. Nope. All right. Well, we'll do some research on this later. I would I would drink that. Yeah. No, this is And good. Craig is it's going really, to drink that. It's really juicy. Uh, <coughs> so, what's that fancy bottle you have? So while Craig is drinking that, it's about that time. For Rhodes, Mary's baby, cue the music. Hashtag Two Rhodes sponsor us. It is September. It is hardcore. It's still really humid out. <laughs> it is, but it's supposed to cool off. This is like, like I think we're in the last throes of summer's uh, exhaustive. Yeah, it was like us. raining today and humid. It felt like Florida. Yeah. It was weird. So for folks who tune in to hear us try new beers, you're going to be listening to Craig a lot because when I am able to drink beer and I'm going to try to save whatever beer consumption I can for the podcast, it's pretty much going to be Rosemary's Baby from now until about Thanksgiving. <laughs> holiday. And out. then Holiday comes out. So you can cue that music. So um, what's, um, 
Which one do you like more? Don't make me choose. But out of those, out of all the two roads beers, those two are your favorite. Oh, there's no question. They're heads and above my two else. favorite beers for them. Um, right. I, you know, here's the thing. Rosemary is usually peters out as holiday ale releases. It's very extra rummy this year. It is very Not that rummy I'm not complaining. Year. I'm just saying it has a strong No, I, I have no problem with that either. But I, I think if I want to, in years past, on those rare occasions where holiday ale and Rosemary's Baby have both been on tap simultaneously... I order a holiday ale because by then I've had two months of Rosemary's Baby mm, and I'm ready for I something different. Makes if sense. you put them both on tap in like, say, March, when I haven't had either for three or four months, there'd be a problem. I'd probably have that's to get fair. both simultaneously yeah, <laughs> and mix fair. them. I don't know Ooh. what would happen there, but I don't know if that would work. Probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't work. All right. Moving forward. Burning <laughs> hot take questions. Craig, what do you got this week? Uh, so you saw the new running back. Well, he's not new. The running back for the Steelers. Oh, James Conner. He was James one of my Conner. value plays last week. That's yes. right, he was. He was well. To be fair, I sit there and I say that he was everybody's value play last week. Oh yeah, now I, he's like seven grand. Yeah, mm-hmm. as I wrote into the article <laughs> last week, if you need me to tell you that the Pittsburgh Steelers starting running back should be used in all cash formats at $4,500. Welcome to DFS. You've obviously never heard of DraftKings or FanDuel before because it, that was a no-brainer. And, and and it showed in the ownership numbers. Most cash games, he was about 40 to 50% owned. Uh, tournaments, he still was about 20% owned, which is high yeah. in a tournament. So, yeah. So I'm, I would say I'm familiar. And I can't take credit for it. Everyone was on him, but I was on right. him too. Uh, so would you say after that performance last week and... Le'Veon Bell still isn't anywhere near the Steelers facility. Is Le'Veon Bell done as a Steeler? I think it's is, certainly... Is it over for him? Maybe. It certainly puts pressure on him to get his butt in there. I think his plan has all along been, I'm going to wait till week 10, I'm going to report, I'm going to become a free agent, and I'm going to leave. And his assumption was that he was going to walk through the door in week 10 and be the starter. If this team... And this team... Okay, I mean, we joked about the record. If they're 5-3, and three, if they're 6-2, right. and two, that obviously it's a number with a third digit now because they've tied the Browns. <laughs> um, but if they're five, two and one or <laughs> six, one and one, then no, I, again, and I said this last week, I think Tomlin is bitter enough to sit there and say, Hey, I want you to meet your replacement, James Connor. The weight room's over there, son. Have a good time. Good to see you. You know, I'm going to game plan with my real running back over here. And uh, I can't remember who said it. Somebody said it on fantasy sports. If he comes back for those just last seven weeks of the year, do not use him in DFS no. because at this point, players remember this stuff. You know who remembers holdouts like this in particular? Who? Offensive linemen. When was the last time a top line running back sat out voluntarily at the start of the season in this manner? Who just said, I'm not coming because didn't, you guys are screwing me with a contract. Can you remember? Did, didn't he do this last year? <laughs> he did, but he showed up for week oh, one. Right. He showed no, up before week no, one. No, I don't remember. You got to go back basically, and this is an assumption on my part of what makes a number one why I want number one running back. You have to go back to 1994 and Emmett Smith, and if you'll recall, that was like, oh, and you weren't on the league then. No, that, that was, was right. The, that was right before me. That was the second year of our our live league, our 26 year old live league, and in the fifth round, our friend Mario, hi Mario. Um, stood up in the fifth round and selected Emmett Smith and loudly pronounced to the room as if making prophecy with divine <laughs> in- intervention. Which he does. I believe his, ex- and I'm gonna, again, 20 plus years ago, forgive me, it was something to the effect of, I'm going to take Emmett Smith 
And all of you are going to be effing sorry when he shows up three weeks into the season and kicks all your asses. And that's essentially what happened. He did eventually report and kick everybody's butt. So that's the last time something like this has happened. It's a different team. They have another guy. Yeah. You know, the oh, and by the way, that first that first carry that Emmett Smith made, people don't remember this, but I the guy who was t- talking about how offensive lines remember, mm-hmm. the very first carry Emmett Smith had in like week 5 of that year, week 4, week 5, I don't remember the exact week he actually reported, but when he did report, his first carry was a 3-yard loss because the offensive lineman who was supposed to guard the middle quote missed unquote <laughs> his block that does happen and a guy <laughs> came back. clean up the middle and drove Emmett straight into the ground so you know what i would not if you're I, i'm sorry if i'm a lebron i'm lebron wow Whew, Cleveland. one sip of the profit <laughs> um if i'm a bell owner i'm i'm looking to sell i would not use him this year even if he shows up, he, I don't think he's going to be effective. I don't think the Steelers are going to use him. I think the Steelers are angry at him. Right. I, I, I wouldn't use him. So Fair. what are your thoughts on that? I went off for like five minutes. Apologize about that. Um. Yeah, same kind of thing, especially since now that, you know, like you said, you have offensive linemen making comments about him holding out. Openly. Openly. The press. Not even like to the owner or the coach. Just this like isn't, to this anyone isn't, who has a microphone. <laughs> this isn't Adam Schefter saying players I spoke to. These are guys saying, you want to go on the record about Le'Veon Bell? And he went, hell yeah, you got enough tape on that thing? Yeah, so I think he. this is officially going to be his last year. Oh, I think he's done. So here's a here's a follow-up. Like, where do you think he'd go? I don't know. I don't know. It really has to see how it plays out. True. I mean. There's a lot of teams that need a running back. Well, maybe not a lot, but there's a few. There's a lot of bad teams that don't need a running back. Look at Cleveland. Look at Miami. <laughs> Miami could use a solid, a solid running back, but like... Look at the places that would have the money to pay him. I was talking about this the other day. I was watching. It was on Monday Night Football. Who the hell was? It was the Which Jets. One? The it was Jets. the Jets-Lions game. And right. they were talking about. Thank you, Matt Stafford. Yeah. Whew. That We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, the Jets. I think it was the Jets have clear. Or no, I'm, I'm getting it confused now. Or Oakland Rams. Uh, it was it was one of those four teams. Right. But they <laughs> talked about how the general manager had come in two or three years ago and cleaned house cap-wise. It was the Jets because they were talking about the release of Wilkerson. Okay. They're going to have something like 90 million in cap room effective next year. That's a lot of money. Like an obscene number of available cap space next year. So a Le'Veon Bell could easily go to the Jets in that kind of a scenario. And I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a major free agent. So we'll see what happens. That could work. But if he thinks he's going to a title contender right off the gate, he's insane. He's mistaken. Unless he winds up on the Patriots. He's Yeah. Well, exactly. Unless they can't afford and him. And the Patriots, the Patriots, no, the Patriots would never sign him because of this crap. It, that's it just true. Doesn't, it doesn't doesn't fly that's with Belichick. A, that's not a Patriot. Yeah, doesn't attribute. fly. Doesn't fly there. All right, question for you. Okay, I had it. Now it's gone. Oh. Okay, so we had a bunch of significant <laughs> injuries in Week One. All right. Jeremy Hill is done for the year. Okay. Leonard Fournette is likely to not play this week. Deshaun Jackson may miss this week. Okay. Doug Baldwin will likely miss multiple weeks. No one seems to know what's going on there. What player that we lost in week one, even if it's for just a week or two, are we most worried about going into this next week? So let's, let's, I'll just list wow. out. So I just I went Baldwin, Jackson, yep. Fournette, and Hill. Okay. Of those four, who are you panicking about? Wow. Um. Let's see. Well, I've never been a Doug Baldwin fan, so. 
I'm not shocked. That doesn't really... And he may only miss a week or two, so we don't yeah. know. And let's say the other ones again, Fournette. Fournette. Yep. Jeremy Hill's done for the year. Yep. And Deshaun Jackson's in the concussion protocol. I would say Fournette for Jacksonville. Even though TJ Yeldon's there and he did pretty well in his absence? Yeah. I am too. Yeah, I'm a Fournette think... owner and I'm scared. Yep. I'm scared. I'm actually worried about Aaron Rodgers. You know, there's a couple <laughs> of guys who went out with injury who came back who I'm worried about. Aaron Rodgers, David Njoku went out and missed like 10 snaps and came back. And because he returned to the game, the injury is undisclosed. Oh, I see. Oh, he didn't leave because of injury. He went out of the game. He got treatment in return. So he's not injured. So by NFL standards, they don't have to tell us Jack. He could be sitting there. They could have drugged him three ways from Tuesday, which by the way, did you see the Rogers interview after the game? He suddenly had a Southern accent. (laughs) He was very happy. He was seeing pretty unicorn ponies flying around (laughs) his head. I, and that's not a slide on him. That medicine gets to you. Yeah, it makes you, know, you it makes you feel really light. <laughs> it makes you hear the in the God of the Vita in your head too. <laughs> so I, I am worried. Hill was never really a major factor there because no. of Burkhead, White, and Michelle. Right. Um, but the Fournette loss is a is a big time problem for me. So in the live league, I drafted a lot of guys who were high ceiling, low floor producers. I got Delvin Cook, okay, right. so a guy who's coming back coming from injury, back from so you're always injury. worried about that. Yep. I've got Leonard Fournette, a guy who's coming back from injury when he's coming back from the grocery store. Right. I drafted Mark Ingram, okay. suspended, so four games and I'm going to miss. Sony Michelle, a guy who we know is not 100% right now, and Lamar Miller. So right now, I've got to start... Lamar Miller's your best option. <laughs> I've got to start cooking Miller. Yeah. I've got to start cooking Miller, and then I've got to elevate a wide receiver into our flex spot. I used Miller in the flex this week. I can't afford to do that this week. Which, by the way, a moment of just complete bitching right here. Sure. I had like the fifth highest score in our league this week and lost because I played against a guy with the number one score. That happens to you a lot. It does. It happened to me exactly in the same week versus the same team last year. And you know who that team's owned by? Cinch. So thanks, Cinch, because you're one of the owners in this league I know listens to this, and I know you listen to this while you're working. I hope wherever you're walking right now, you're just chuckling yourself with the big old Cinch smile that we love so much, thinking to yourself, I got that fat jerk. So there you go. Soon to be a less fat jerk because I can't drink beer as much as I used to, and I have not had a slice of bread in three days. Oh, low-carb diets, man. No, no, no carb diet. I Which, did it, I did no carb thing a while ago and it was not fun. It's not like, fun and, and, at and all. God it's bless not. my wife who doesn't listen to this. She's been sending me no carb and low carb suggestions. She actually reached out to our pool of wives, including Deb. So hi Deb, hi Deb, for um, low carb and no carb snack suggestions because Atkins, around, yay! Basically, around two o'clock oh. every day, I usually go to the snack machine in my office. I get, I get something semi healthy. I'll get baked lays. Can't do that. It's potatoes. It's a huge starch. Uh, or goldfish crackers. Yep, Great. Nope. Crackers have a ton of wheat in them. Forget that. You know, um, so I'm like, I, I have nothing. So now we're talking about packing like carrots and celery. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, With I'm, some peanut butter. I can't have peanut butter added sugar. I'd have to get the fancy organic oh. no sugar added peanut oh, butter. Yeah, and that tastes like farts. It's really just mashed peanuts. 
Yeah, I'm not a big peanut fan. <laughs> oh. I don't like nuts. Like, everybody's like, just go get some freaking trail mix and shut your yap. And I'm like, I don't like that stuff. I don't like trail mix. I don't like raisins and stuff. Valid That's- point, valid point. For a picky eater, it is difficult. This is how I got fat in the first place, folks. <laughs> Eating it's carbs. Not like, it's not like one morning I had a, a big meal and I woke up and I'm like, holy crap, I put on 100 pounds. So anyway, all right, back to football. All right, so there's the burning hot take questions. The injuries are out there. Go get people, et cetera. So, all right, let's move on. DFS. Okay. Week two. Week one was good. Week one was good. I recommended six people in my weekly article, which will be available no later than Thursday afternoon on FignutsDFS.com. Go look for it. I identified six value plays, four of which made the 3X line. Nice. Which John four? Brown, Ryan Grant. Crap, you're going to put me on blast here. And Joku missed it. Right. Who else missed it? Joe Flacco made it. There's three. There were two more. more guys. Two more. There was one more guy who made it, one guy who missed it. Oh, crap. You can make me go look up the article? Well, we might as well. Go ahead. So while you're talking, I'll just keep talking. You look up the article real I'll quick. Look, up the article. look for the names in bold. That's what I do. I always bold. I talk about a lot of guys sometimes. I'll sit there and be like, well, there's six guys. Here are all six guys. If their name isn't in bold, it's not <laughs> a recommended use for me. All right. That's why I, I tell you I'm, I'm, I'm looking to use somebody. Oh, um, oh, I just flew out of my head. John, did I say John Brown? You did not say John Brown. John Brown, Ryan Grant, and Joku missed. Flacco. Uh, let's see. So you picked Lamar, Lamar Miller. I forgot about Lamar Miller. He's a miss. Ryan Grant. Hit. John Brown. Hit. Joe Flacco. Hit. Uh, Najoku. Miss. That's five? James Conner. James Conner, six. Hit. But I, can you really count? Quarterbacks, you really didn't. No, because all the quarterbacks maxed out at 3x last week on my on my projection, so I really couldn't right. recommend one over the other. Right. So I decided to stack once I saw John Brown was a super value and Flacco was a decent <clears throat> value. But that's the thing. By using Flacco and Brown, my running backs were like Gurley and Kamara. <laughs> I mean, I could I put I put Lamar Miller at the flex because I had all this money. So again, the idea isn't that I'm giving you the best people. I'm giving you the best for DraftKings, right? For DraftKings, not FanDuel, because the salaries on FanDuel are completely different. different. Completely different. And if you, you know, I made a lineup on DraftKings, I could not use it in FanDuel because I could not afford it. So, and their scoring system different. I think FanDuel's a half point PPR. I don't do FanDuel. I don't. It's I a, do. it's it's a money sink for me. But DraftKings, I can make I money do, on. I do both. Just so let's talk about let's talk about value picks this week. All right. So much like last week, I ran twenty three. NFL quarterback starters through the metric. All of them came back at 3x based on my projections. So what I do is I work out my projections. I look at a bunch of different experts, what they're projecting. I do my own ranking number based on my input and what they kind of suggest. And then I sit there and I plug it in. So I don't look at the DraftKings values before I plug in the numbers. So consequently, I have everyone at value. (laughs) The big value is I expect Matt Ryan to bounce back. I've got him for 22 points. I don't think Carolina is going to be strong on the road in Atlanta, and he's only 5,700. But the reality is I would build my lineup around everyone else first and then spend on a quarterback I have a a faith in. Look who you have at number two. (coughs) Number two is is Craig and Sean's favorite player, (laughs) Blake Bortles. Okay, so so the story. So, so Craig and I were at a, a, a bachelor party Saturday night for our friend Sean, which, by the way, Sean, uh, by the way, Sean, by the way, Craig, we are way ahead on data this week, so we can go up to an hour. Just oh, so you know. okay. All right. Good to know. Anyway, um, so I can take these little side stories because we're only 21 minutes in. So um, we're at a bachelor party on Saturday and it continued into Sunday where Sean and I, Sean is the biggest Blake Bortles fan on earth. 
every time we've done group DFS where we sit down and like kind of do a mind think around it, starting with the metric as our starting point, he wants Blake Bortles in the lineup every single time. Does not make a difference where he is in the value <laughs> meter. He wants Blake Bortles in the freaking lineup every week. So we're sitting at Arugas in Shelton. Really cool if you haven't been there. Very busy on week one. If you have a Sunday off, I'll take you. I can't eat anything there anymore, but that's beside the point. You can have all the meat you want. I can have all the meat I want. Everything comes on bread or breaded. Oh, I get wings. Oh, I don't like wings. Oh, I like boneless God. tenders. Right. And those usually come breaded. Oh, all right, then, frick it. then get a hamburger, no bun. That's what I would have to do, like or right. order a salad. This, this It's like a seven-page menu, and there's like two salads on the whole thing. <laughs> there's like a three-page appetizer menu. This place is awesome. <laughs> So we're sitting at a corner and we have a screen directly in front of us. Five feet away from us is one of the is one of the screens. And what's on that screen? Jacksonville versus New York. Okay. So we're watching the Giants versus the Jaguars. And two minutes into the game, Blake Bortles jogs out into the field. And I lean over to Sean and I go, do you know who that is? And he goes, don't do it. And I go, that's Blake Bortles. That's your boy. He's going to win you some money this week. You tell me you use Blake Bortles at DFS. I didn't do a lineup this week. But if you did do a lineup, you'd have Blake Bortles in it, right? You'd have Blake Bortles at flex, you'd have the running back, and the quarterback. Blake Bortles all over the board. Bortles was not good last week. Mm-mm. Not good. But he also wasn't horrendous. I mean, they won the game. They, they won. He just he didn't have like a four hundred yard game like Ryan Fitzpatrick because they but, were ahead the entire way. Yeah, they didn't have they to. Never they didn't trailed. have to pass. Exactly. They never trailed. So they looked around. And they said, "All right, let's lean on Fournette." Oh, Fournette's dead. Let's lean on T.J. Yeldon until it becomes a problem. Yeah. The defense carried Jacksonville last week. So you know, I'm not I'm not upset with with Fournette. I am upset with Matt Ryan, and he is the top of my metric. Yeah. Do you want to know something I found out about Matt Ryan? Please. If you take out Matt Ryan's Super Bowl season, if you look at the, his stats, he had him and Andy Dalton almost yeah. have the exact same stats. So he had one good year is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what you can say about a bunch of quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks won the Super Bowl with one good year? Wow. Mark Rippon. Remember him? Yeah. Trent Dilfer. Yep. Hell, you can make the argument that Eli Manning won two Super Bowls with one good game in each of those years. <laughs> in you could Super make Bowl. an argument. The Super Bowl. You could make that argument. You could. I just pissed off every Giants fan who listens to us. Our, literally half of our downloads just disappeared with that <laughs> statement. You can't insult Eli. So, yes, I, I get that. A lot of quarter your career year is usually the year that you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. But uh, that being said, I, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick also scores high. I've got him pegged and for a And can I just tell points. people, Ryan Fitzpatrick does this every year. Every year. He goes to teams, he has one amazing record-breaking game, and he never does it again. Or, or he starts a year like 5-2 and two in somebody's absence and then expects a contract renewal or an, ex- an extension when that guy comes back. Right. Okay, Jameis Winston's going <laughs> to walk through that door, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is going back to the bench. Whether it's the best thing for the team or not, I what do you really do, like. Think. What if they're four and four and one? Do you that, put him, do you put Winston back? Well, in? if they're four and one, I expect to see Ryan Fitzpatrick on the bench holding a clipboard. I really think that's the way this organization rolls. They are sold on Jameis Winston. I really do. I believe that. Now, I've heard people tell me I'm crazy for thinking that. So we'll see what happens. See what happens. So the answer to, to the easy answer to what to do at quarterback this week is do the rest of your lineup and come back to it. Yeah, do that last. <laughs> so let's go to running back. Because here there are about four value plays identified by the metric we're going to talk about. Deion Lewis being the best of the bunch. He's only 5000 on DraftKings. He's got a, a 
an, a value indicator of about 17 to 18 points. I don't know because Derrick Henry is still there and it could be a Derrick Henry week. I, I'm good. Deion Lewis was great last week. I'm going to ride him. So I'm fine right. with that. James Conner comes in second. His salary is up to 6,700, but I've got him pegged for 22 points. Here's the bottom line. The Steelers defense, the only defense that can't stop anybody more than the Steelers is the Kansas City Chiefs. This game <laughs> should be around the 48-40 final we saw out of Tampa and New Orleans last week. Yeah. I very much expect a shootout. That being said, watch. It's 7-3 to three final. <laughs> the player of the game is an offensive lineman. It's going to be 3-2. to two. Right. But I, I think James Conner is going to have another big week against my Chiefs, which makes me sad. Uh, Royce Freeman also metric tie because his salary tanked to 4,300. He did. He did not have a good week. He did not. And the other and rookie. He was in my flex spot and I had Peterson on my bench. That's a problem. That was not good. Well, here's the thing. The other rookie whose name is escaping me, Lindley. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. But he had a better who's week. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? So he had a better week and people are now saying, well, Detroit, or I'm sorry, Denver may have the wrong rookie in that role. I don't think that's the case. I think Royce Freeman is going to bounce back. I don't think he's going to bounce back as strongly as my projections indicate he is, but he is a value play according to metric. Then lastly is Kenyon Johnson. I'm not sold on this pick either. So if you're asking me, Lewis playing San Francisco. Yes. Which is, which is a problem, which is a good thing to have, but I, I, Detroit's offense looks so bad. Yeah. Thank you, Matt Stafford. So bad. I mean, I mean, I don't know. That game was, that game was bad. People are now openly questioning Jim Bob Cooter's system. Now here's 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 the question. One, okay. you know, they broke a record this week for new head coaches. They went 0-7. The last time this happened was really? two, 2001 when new coaches went 0-6. No coach won their... Right. Wow. I just thought... No new no. coach won their game this past week. Wow. Now, here's, here's the thing about the Jets' defense. Yeah. The Jets' defense had like a month to prepare for this game. They have openly admitted... They knew the plays that Stafford was calling due to his like hand gestures and his Correct. calls. Now the question is: Is the Jets' defense this good, or were they just this good because they knew the plays and they were hitting up and B? I think yes. I think I by think by Tecmo Bowl. I think the Detroit system is so simple that it's easy to telegraph. Now the problem is, well, people will sit there and say, well. The next team, who's playing Detroit? San Francisco? Yes. San Francisco doesn't have this much time to learn the signals. They don't have to. They can plot, plant an assistant coach in a, in a room with tape and just let him go to town and let that guy work 75 hours on Sunday and Monday, which is impossible because that's only 48 hours at a time. But, <laughs> but still. <laughs> run him into the ground with tape and he can come out and hand the head coach a sheet and say, here's what I found. And that's it. It's there. Because they telegraphed it and said, we knew his signals. They have sent a huge clue to the entire league. Even if even if you're on a short week, you've now told leagues what the teams what they need to do. So now Detroit has to go and change its signals. You know what happens when you change your signals? Everything gets screwed up. Everything <laughs> gets screwed up. You're gonna see overthrows. You're gonna see. Those, I thought you were doing one of these. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see uh, balls that go nowhere near a receiver, and as they walk back to the line, an angry-looking Matt Stafford pointing and gesturing like <laughs> up and left. You know, because you were supposed to cut left. No, I was supposed to cut right. Well, we didn't change that signal. Okay. It's going to be a mess. So I'm not big on Detroit in general now, right now. Now, here's the other thing with Detroit. Their last coach, cannot remember his name off the top of my head. He went nine and seven for two seasons and got fired. Yeah. Uh, so how do you think, how long do you think Patricia's going to last? 
he's a new coach. He gets at least a full year. They and they'd have to go like one in fifteen for him to be gone. You know, um, I listened to Charlie Weiss on uh, Guru in the Morning on Tuesday, and he said I'd known Matt Patricia a long time. He goes, I know that look on the sideline, and that looks is don't talk to me. He goes, you know, ASPN kept keying in on him and keep kept showing his face and his disappointment and his anger. And there's a reason no coach was standing anywhere in that shot. And the simple answer is because they have already learned you cannot be around him when he's like that. Hmm. So, Did you know he's a rocket scientist? Yeah. Like, literally? He's yeah. literally a rocket scientist? Yeah, he went to, what, MIT Rochester, or... MIT or Rochester Institute of Technology. But he went to one of the big ones, so there it has it. So, all right, so if I'm using a value running back, I'm looking at Deion Lewis and James Conner this week. But if I save up in other places... I don't have to, and I can use the big boys that I really want to use. So I look at wide receiver, and I look for value, and there's none. The wide receiver values on DraftKings are extraordinarily high right now. The only person I have pegged to make 3X is Antonio Brown, and that is because I agree with a lot of the experts out there who say this is going to be a Chiefs-Steelers shootout. And Antonio Brown, is his salary is um, $8,800. I have him pegged for nearly 30 <clears throat> points. That's insane. It is. It is, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, but I have pegged for, I haven't pegged for nearly 30 points, and as a result, he's my only value play. So what do I need to do this week? Last week, I think I talked a lot about using value-wide receivers, using John Brown and using Ryan Grant so I could pay up at running back. This week, I'm doing something a little bit different. I am paying up at wide receiver, and I'm paying down at running back. So I just talked to you about how you have to look forward. You look at the running backs, and you see the best two options for value plays are Deion Lewis and James Conner. I'm using them. I am using them in cash games all day long so that I can afford to use Antonio Brown and either, um, let's see, Michael Thomas or Tyreek Hill in all of my lineups. I am absolutely paying up at wide receiver. If you're looking for near value guys, John Brown came up. That's the problem with him. He's 4,400 right yep. now. He I is playing Thursday. And he's playing Thursday. So, you know, again, this is why we're going to try and start releasing on Thursdays. So, I mean, he may not be, he may be off the board. You know, Brandon Marshall, people are projecting high, but that's because Doug Baldwin is is 99% out. So, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm avoiding the wide receiver values. I'm going hot. I'm going chalk on wide receiver. Tight ends. <laughs> I have several slated for potential value. Um, and again, I will reveal in my article tomorrow afternoon, which one I really, really, really like, but, uh, we've got Nick Boyle out in Baltimore. Um, the reason he's value is because he's only 2,600 bucks. I don't really have him catching a ton, but I have him for like nine points and under three K that's three X value. <clears throat> that's not bad. That's not bad, but you can probably afford to do a little bit more. I like Jared cook. I'm going to say Jared cook. The metric loves Jared cook. Jared cook is not gonna have another game like he did on Monday this See, year. I he may the same way. He may have one. Last year he had he only had two games over hundred yards. So don't get all excited about Jared Cook. Yeah. But don't forget Gruden loves offenses that use the tight end. This loves is true. Him. Loves him. So um Ricky Seal Jones is a value, but again, why is he a value? Because he's only twenty nine hundred bucks. Yeah. And he plays with Blake Bortles. And he plays no he doesn't. Yeah he does. Isn't he a Ram? Why am I having this issue? No, he's not. He's out. Are you sure? I, I I have that game listed as Arizona at Rams. Oh, then who's on um Jacksonville? You're thinking of Austin Safarian Jenkins. That's right. The See, other, other three guy with guy. three names. My bad. Yeah, there My you go. My bad. Ricky, honestly, I don't even know who Ricky Seals Jones plays for. I just I looked over there and I saw it's <laughs> at Arizona at Rams. My bad. So, well, what's worse, the guy who gets the wrong team or the guy who doesn't even know who a person plays for? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, again, the metric loves him. I don't. 
David Njoku is still he his value went down to three thousand because he was so disappointing last week. Here's the bottom line. My God, you really have Antonio Gates on this list. That's amazing. Yes, well, people are talking <laughs> about. Um, here's the thing about David Njoku. So people are like, well, it's Tyrod Taylor, and you know he's he missed time, few snaps because of injury. He was on the field last week for eighty five percent plus of the team's snaps. He played virtually every snap of the offensive side of the ball in that Cleveland game. They have got to get him better involved. They have got to. And the New Orleans the New Orleans defense is not good. They gave up 48 points to Tampa, folks. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick's Tampa. I mean, That's they, not... stop for a minute. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. 48 points to the Bucs. There's Although no... I think, like, historically... They have not had a stupendous defense. They've always right. they've always relied on Drew Brees, like just yes. scoring all the time. Yes. So, but it wasn't been forty eight points. No, 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 no. But so I think David Njoku is. I think Njoku is a better play than Boyle, Cook, or Seals Jones. Antonio Gates makes the list because he is at. He's still playing, folks. He's still playing. Now here's here's why he makes the list because he's playing the Bills. I've got him about <laughs> I've got him about seven to eight points. He's playing against the Bills. And they are going to look for him in the red zone because if Gates does nothing else, he catches touchdowns. That's true. And, and the Chargers are going to come out here to make a statement. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. I, um, I hope you've enjoyed your football corruptor at this point because Sunday is going to be horribly bad for you, more than I, likely. Personally, as a Chiefs fan, I would love for them to win this game because I don't expect... I wanted, and I talked about this during the all entire offseason. Remember, I talked about what, how upset I was about Pittsburgh's behavior in Kansas City last year. Right. I talked about the Chiefs going into Pittsburgh this year and stomping them and showing them the classy. It's not going to happen, folks. It's just not going to happen. This Chiefs defense is too bad. There is a minimal chance they beat the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll put it at less than ten percent. I am gearing myself up for that disappointment. But you know, if the Chargers lose at the same time, now they're zero and two. The Raiders have already lost a game. Did Denver win this last weekend? I don't even know what Denver did. What did Denver do in week one? Um, I don't even know who Denver played in week one. That's how non-consequential that game was to my <laughs> life. I didn't even follow it. As a side note, I'm in the uh, survi- I'm in the survivor. Uh, they played the Seahawks and they won 27-24. Okay, so the only so basically, if the Chiefs lose and the Raiders and the Chargers can manage to lose then Denver would be all alone in first place or tied with the Chiefs. And I can live with that. So I would love to see the Bills rise up against the Chargers. I don't think it'll happen, but um, at the bottom of my tight end value list is George Kittle. George Kittle. Everyone's big on George Kittle. I am because who else is he going to throw to? (laughs) Adam, who's been on our show, owns George Kittle in the live league. And when I sent him a message this week, it was like... Adam has like 24 tight ends on his team. Yeah, he does. He's got Gronk, he's got Kittle, (laughs) he's got somebody else. Um, I sent him a message that said, hey, what would it take for Kittle? He's like, you're not the only one. Everyone's asking me about Kittle. And I'm like, oh. I was big on Kittle last year. Yeah. I think this year, because Garoppolo's coming from the Patriots, who always use Gronk, so I think he's geared he's geared more towards looking at tight ends as right. an option than a lot of other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think Kittle's going to eventually, may, well, maybe not next week, but as the season goes on, he's going to get a lot more looks and targets. Oh, I agree. So here's what I'm suggesting this week in DFS. I am using the value running backs. I am probably using Deion Lewis and James Conner in a bunch of different formats. I am probably spending up at wide receiver. I am most definitely 
comboing my wide receiver with my quarterback because all the quarterbacks are relatively even right now. Right now, I'm smelling a Steelers stack. I see a situation, and I understand Stacks are big, folks. They are. Well, I mean, the New Orleans stack I used last week in one of them by using the value plays, there was a one lineup I put in that had Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas in it because I used value plays everywhere else and scored 213 points on freaking DraftKings. And I had it in a $1 freaking cash pool <laughs> that I threw together on Sunday morning. You know, I didn't even put it in anything serious. I really wish I had. I'm If I'm, I'm going to pay up for Antonio Brown and I'm using Connor as a value play, I'm going to use Roethlisberger and his bad elbow. Now I've got the Steelers stack in place and now I have just to fill in with value at the other yeah. spots. So I'm looking at, so my plan this week is use Deion Lewis, use James Connor, grab one of these value tight ends. And again, they're Boyle, Cook, Seals Jones and Joku Gates Kittle any of those guys that I feel comfortable with and fill in the rest with with what I can afford I'll be able to pay up for flex on my wide receiver core should be top of the line and I think that's where points are going to be this week and I should be able to cash pretty easily the cash lines by the way this week were way up were they way up in cash games normally in cash games I look to be about 150 to 160 points in order to make my money yep Average cash line in the pools I was in was 176 this week. And I think a lot of that was because Jay, everyone used James Conner. And so true. So there's the um, contrarian play. And by contrarian play, that is a term we use in da- daily fantasy to say, I'm going to do something different than what everybody else is doing, just in case what everybody else is doing is wrong. So what would happen last week if James Conner, with his 50% ownership rate, had come out and only scored three points? It would have been a completely different week. So the contrarian place is I'm going to be stay away from the obvious guy and I'm going to be contrary to everybody else. Right. So there's there's a contrarian play there too and say I'm going to move away from the James Conner and the Deion Lewis kind of thing and I'm going to do my own thing. But what I'm going to do this week, value at running back, I'm going to use I'm going to use chalk at wide receiver and I'm sorry, value at running back and tight end, chalk at wide out, fill in the rest. And 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 probably sleep like a baby and and have two straight week, weeks of winning because I'm, I'm. How very do you confident. um? How do you feel about a Chargers stack against the Bills? I like <clears> it. <throat> the problem is, who am I using in the whiteout? Am I using Keenan Allen? Uh, yeah, yes. So you if have I'm to. using Keenan Allen now, if I'm using Gordon and Allen right. now, I have to pay down everywhere else because there's no value in that stack. In the Steelers stack, Connor is still something of a value. How much is Connor again? Seven thousand. No, he's not that high. He's not that. James Conner is 67. All right. 67 is around the average player line. So I, if I'm using Conner, I can still afford to use Roethlisberger and Brown. It's going to be, it's still going to be like a thousand to 1500 bucks cheaper than the Charger stack. That 1500 bucks is probably going to kill my ability to use any, any other things. We didn't talk about defenses at all because I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I only have one value play at defense and no one's going to want to use it. I don't know that I'm going to use it. And that's the, the Kansas Chiefs? City Chiefs. <laughs> That's it. The Chiefs, This I'm calling this Chiefs-Pittsburgh game to be an absolute shootout, and yet I'm looking at the Chiefs. And why? Because they're only $2,200. That's uh, really cheap. That is fantastically cheap. And I have to look at it this way. If the defense on the board, one defense gets me 10, but the Chiefs only get me 2, but by saving the money between those two defenses, I can upgrade a different position by 15 to 20 points. Yeah, that's that's It's a net gain. It's a net gain, and that's what I'm looking at. And don't forget, if I'm wrong about Roethlisberger, if I'm wrong, and he throws another five picks this week, I want that defense on the field. I mean, the bottom line is point. the Chiefs have a better upside than downside on this. So, And I'm only going to project it for five points, folks. 
That's so you're it. not worried about the Chiefs allowing <laughs> 42 points? They might. I think they could. I think they could. But I think they're going to have three or four picks along the way. There's always a chance of a Tyree kill punt return for a touchdown. And it's going to balance out. The Chiefs are going to score five points. Okay. Defensive touchdown is going to be a defensive touchdown or a punt return touchdown is going to be six points. So even if they lose four points in the amount of yards or points that they give up right there, and that's presuming they have no sacks. I'm not real thrilled with the Chiefs pass rush. So I think the defensive numbers are primarily going to come off of special teams and off of interceptions. So I'm using the Chiefs. I mean, if you want a safer bet, the Vikings are a safer bet, but they are 2,600. So if I have the extra 400 bucks, I'll pay up for the Vikings. But if that 400 bucks means a difference between using John Brown and Antonio Brown, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and use Antonio Brown. That's what I'm going to do. Makes sense. All right. So that was my DFS lineup advice for the week. Let's move on. We are, well, like I said, we have plenty of time. Well, we have some time. We have a little bit of time. Let's move on to teams we like to target this week. So I have the lines in front of me. It's time for everybody's favorite game. All right. America's favorite game. Craig guesses the lines. (laughs) Uh, oh, we oh, we, also, we have to get the Mr. Brightside too. Oh, that's My right. We, we, can do, we have time for both. I hope so. I have to use the bathroom, so I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> pinching it here. All right, so there are only two games okay. that are, uh, have an over under a fifty or higher. Okay. Your only clue is that the Texans and Titans have not established a line. A lot of the a lot of the outlets are not establishing a line because of the Mariota industry uh, industry <laughs> injury. I only had one beer, folks. Swear to God. <laughs> Um, so you don't, shouldn't guess Texans Titans. Okay. Two games, 50 plus who you got. Um, I'm going to go with the chief Steelers. Chief Steelers is the highest over under of the week. It's a 53 over under and the Steelers are only four points favorites. Now, would you take the over in that game? I would take the over and the Steelers running away. I think the Steelers win this game by two touchdowns. And I think this final score is easily 60 points. All right. So there you go. I mean, all right, so that's one. You got that one right. So you got all three of your guesses for the second one. The other one is exactly 50 points. Who is it? Exactly 50 points, eh? Let's go Seahawks-Bears. Uh, Seahawks-Bears is not correct. That is a 43 and a half. Okay. Strike one. All right. Uh, let's go with Vikings-Packers. Vikings-Packers is incorrect. Where the hell is it on my list? There it is. That is, uh, oh, I, all right, I have to refund you here. There okay. is no line on this game. Okay. There's one, it's a one and a half point spread, but there's no over under according to Bleacher Report. So, all right, so I refund right. that. You only have one strike. Okay. Dolphins, Jets. Uh, no, 44. Damn. Strike two. We got one more guess. One more. Well, well, Cardinals are playing the Rams. That's not going to happen. Unless the Rams do all the scoring. Yeah, that's true. And the Lions are playing the 49ers. Eee. Um, let's go with Eagles, Bucks. No, strike Ooh, three. Damn. Eagles, Bucks is not on my screen. Where the hell is that game? Sunday, one o'clock. Why am I not? Oh, there it is. 43 and a half. The correct answer is the Cleveland Browns at the New Orleans Saints. See that? I would never pick a Browns game in the over. But this, <laughs> what did they score last week against Pittsburgh? 21? Yeah. So you're telling me Drew Brees isn't going to put 30 points up on the Browns? That's a valid point. That's that's that's, that's the logic. That's a valid point. That's valid logic. Point. So I would not hesitate to target the Saints Browns game or the uh, Chiefs Steelers games for stacks or for for big because there's going to be big point scoring there. Big point scoring there. I mean, you could possibly you're not going to be able to do the three person stack, but you could definitely stack Mahomes with Hill if you wanted to look at the Chiefs. I think if there's going to be any major passing, it's going to be. So did you do a Steelers stack or a oh, I Chiefs would, stack? I would definitely look at a Chief. Uh, I would definitely look at the Steelers stack because I can do three. 
I can put in Roethlisberger. I already have a lineup on my site where I can put Roethlisberger, Connor, and Antonio Brown all in the same lineup. Would it's you add done. their defense too or no? What's that? Would you add the Steelers defense to that or no? No, no, because I don't think the Steelers defense is any good. I think the only reason that I would use the Chiefs over the Steelers is because Big Ben has thrown five more interceptions than Pat Mahomes has, and there's only one game on record. Mahomes threw zero interceptions last week. He when he te- when he panics and he throws bad passes, he tends to throw at people's feet or he tends to overthrow them intentionally. Lets people try either go up for the ball or just not come down with it. So all right, so the the games to avoid. There are no lines under forty. Nobody under forty. The lowest line I'm looking at is forty two. So what game am I avoiding at a line of forty two? Uh, Giants Cowboys. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. The Giants Cowboys line is exactly forty two points. Forty two points. And I will take the under in that game. Oh God, yes. I I mean, because yeah, bad. <laughs> it's just bad. This is to me, this is gonna be the bar the only players usable in this game are Barkley and Zeke. And they're both very expensive. So I, I would not use anybody yeah. other than that. I would not touch how did you how did you feel about Barkley's first game? I was fine with it until he broke off that big run and killed me because he plays for cinch. I was be- I was projected to I, win that game until he broke off that 60 yard run. I feel like Barkley, he keeps trying. He keeps trying to like make every run like 80 yards. Yes. He's like, always looking that, for the big if, play. If that makes sense. He's always looking for the big play because he knows he's got escape ability and he's got that big burst speed. And we saw what happened. The, here's the bottom line. They hit him at the line of scrimmage. A defender got a hand on him at the line of scrimmage. That 60-yard touchdown run never should have happened. It was bad tackling by Jacksonville. They got they got sloppy for a minute, and they he made them pay so the for the Marty it. Schottenheimer school of tackling. Oh, God. <laughs> when guys would bounce off literally 10 different chief defenders, and the 11th one would be on the ground with an injury. That's the only reason he wasn't involved in the play. Yes. Yeah, those old, old, old days. Oh, I don't miss those at all. So, okay, so I'm avoiding that game. I'm avoiding that game, but I am absolutely loving the fantasy options. And I'm not loving Tyrod Taylor, but I no. am like, I like Landry. I like, uh, I like Hyde in this game. Both these teams were able to put yards on the board and that's what you're looking for right now and scores. So if you had a one other team to stack other than the, other than the Steelers, who would it be? Probably New Orleans, but it's going to cost me. I'm going to have to go super cheap everywhere else. I don't even know if it's, I don't even know if it's physically possible. Honestly, don't know if it's physically possible. That stack would have to be then Breeze, Kamara, and Gin. I would have and to Ginn pass. Is hurt is he? Well, he's listed as questionable right okay. now. So that and Cameron Meredith, we don't know what's going on with him. He didn't make my projections this week. So I, I or do I skip Kamara and go with Breeze and Thomas because I think it's going to be a passing shootout. I don't know. I don't know. The problem is if you're going to do a three-player stack. You either have to be extraordinarily dirt cheap at every other position, or you have to have a reasonably like under 7,000 person in that realm. Right. right now, I closed it. Where the hell's my projections? Hold on. Stand by. Please stand by. Oh, man, they're gone. Oh, they're gone. I'm looking to see. <laughs> I'm just trying to check and see what that stack would cost. Which stack? The, the New Orleans stack. Hold on. I'm opening it right now. I'm relaunching it. Let's see. Do 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 do. Did you see? Um, actually, randomly. Yeah, um, please. While well, I'm doing what's his name, host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. Trebek grew a beard. He grew a beard. Grew a grew a beard. beard. It actually makes him look younger. As weird as that sounds, he's like a Burt Reynolds kind of quality. 
Yeah. R.I.P. Burt Reynolds, by the way. So, um, yeah. All right. So quarterbacks. Let's see here. Drew Brees. Where are you? He's seventy two hundred. So seventy two hundred. If I want to use Kamara, uh, Kamara is ninety five hundred. I'm already up to sixteen seven. And let's see. Where are you, Thomas? Thomas is eighty six. So I'm already up to twenty five thousand dollars. Half of yeah. my salary so is gone. The average team. The average player or salary at that point with those three, yeah, is four thousand one hundred seventeen. Okay, so now go down to the bottom. You're you're in it right now. You're putting yep. it together. Yep. Put the Chiefs defense in because they're only twenty two hundred dollars. They're going to save right. you money. Uh, Rams, Eagles, they're all the way at the bottom, dude. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are they're all the way at the bottom. <laughs> all right, so go to the tight end. Okay, and put in Nick Boyle. Do, you might have to do, do the do, tap do, and search for him because yeah, he's only twenty six hundred. B o y l e. Like the lady singer, except I don't think it's the same person. Yeah, probably not. Put him in the lineup. So now you would still have a running back hole, two wide yep. receivers, and a flex to fill, right? Yep. And you've used all you've used half like your it's salary. All gone. <laughs> you've used half your salary on that that New Orleans stack. What's your available salary now? After using the two value plays I gave you? Um twenty thousand. For three spots. Yep. It's doable. It's okay. doable, but it's not good. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to put John Brown into a wide receiver slot. Mm, all right. Then you're going to put Brandon Marshall into a wide receiver slot. Now, you see how deep we're going? This is not good. This is a <laughs> deep pull, and that's going to leave you with a flex and a running back spot, correct? Right. So after you do that, what's your available salary? Uh, hold on, because the app is stupid. The app takes a moment. It does. But you see, this is what I'm talking about. The stacks, there has to be a value component to the stack. If there's not a value individual involved in the stack, it's simply not going to work out. You're going to have to use bottom feeder guys, which in a tournament might work for you if you catch the right guy. But my system isn't designed for tournaments. My system's designed for cash games. It's designed to bring up cash game value. So I, I can't, a New Orleans stack, I can't spend $25,000 on three people. All right, so we had Bruce, uh, Breeze, Thomas, right? Boyle. Camara. Camara. The Chiefs D. The Chiefs defense. We had John Brown. All right, we'll add John Brown back. What, did the app crash on you? Yeah, so he's got to He's back to start. And Brandon Marshall. Um, uh, Brown. Uh, Brandon Marshall. Yep. All right. What else? What spots do you have open? Hold on, let me put Brandon in. Should only have a running back and a, and a flex if we got everybody. Yep. So we have 11,200 11, left. So 5,600 for each. Okay. So you got 5,600. All right. So let's just play this out really quick. We can't do This is not a real lineup. We cannot submit this. Well, what we'll do is we'll skip the flex. All right. Put Deion Lewis in at running back. Do, do, do. Deion Lewis. That leaves you 6,200 for flex. $6,200 for flex. Who's good? Who's under there that you're comfortable using? Go ahead, tap it up and just read read the top five names that it gives you as available. All right, so we have Cream Hunt. Cream what? Cream Hunt's how much? Sixty two. I don't think he's gonna do great against Pittsburgh. Marvin no. Jones Jr. No. Emmanuel Sanders. Mm. Zach Ertz. No. Aguilar. Mm. Cooks. <sighs> uh, Freeman. Well, Freeman's questionable. Larry Fitzgerald and no. then Chris Thompson. So these are all, and we had to go bottom feeder just to make that possible. Last week, I put together a New Orleans stack, used value players, and my flex guy was girly. That's insane. Well, I don't know if it was girly. Was it girly? Girly or Gordon? It was Gordon. Sorry, it was Gordon. So, I mean, again, that, that you can stack players, 
But if you stack players, you have to understand that you're going to pay for it elsewhere. We literally went with the bottom feeders of my value pools and we barely got to the flex position with $6,000. Could you use that lineup? Yes. Would I recommend it? No, because it's completely dependent on New Orleans. Completely dependent on it and stuff happens. So, you know, I like the idea of using it. So what I would probably do, I would use two of the three. Maybe I just use Kamara and Thomas. Or maybe right. I just use Kamara and Breeze and I try to save money elsewhere and balance things out. But you can do that. So, all right, really quick. We're going to do this real quick before we wrap up. Um, our friend Cinch suggested a segment we were calling Mr. Brightside where we each throw out one player at the other one that did a miserable job or has done a miserable job so far this year. And the other person tells them why they shouldn't <laughs> panic and why they should be happy. So okay. do you want to give a name first or do you want to receive a name first? I'll, I guess I'll receive. Okay. So I want you to tell me why I shouldn't panic about Royce Freeman after he was not the best running back in Denver last week. Um, well, Royce Freeman, he is a rookie. But the thing you have to remember, he is a Bronco. And it seems that no matter who the Broncos running back is, they always eventually are good. Extremely good, like break a thousand yards good. So he had a one, he had a bad game, his first game as a rookie. Rub some dirt on it. I just rub some dirt on it, stick with him. Um, Broncos right now are running back by committee until they figure out what they're going to do. But there you go. He's definitely going to be in the in the fold. There you go. All right. That's Mr. Brightside from Craig. Now, Craig's going to give me a name and tell me why I shouldn't panic. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me why I shouldn't panic? Well, why anyone shouldn't panic. Why should our uh, listeners not panic about the Matt name? Stafford. Matt Stafford, okay, why you shouldn't panic? The Lions are bad. The Lions have been bad for a very long time. Do you know I was in college the last time the Detroit Lions won their division? That's not That's a joke. That's scary. <laughs> I was at UConn. It was 1994 and 1995. <laughs> they said it on Monday Night Football, and I went, really? And I had to go look it up. It was Wayne Fonts. Wow. It was Wayne Fonts' team. That's how far back this goes, okay? So the, the Detroit Lions have always been bad. However... Matt Stafford, when he's healthy, and again, he got knocked down a lot. We're going to have to see him recover a little bit, but he's he's a trooper. He has thrown for 4,000 yards in back-to-back seasons with a team that is always behind. He has thrown tremendous numbers. He has three fantasy-viable wide receivers on his team. Jones, Tate, and Galladay in the right situ- situation are all usable. He will bounce back from this. Bounce back enough for me to recommend him? No, but this is supposed to be about good things. Right. So I'm good st- things overall. Give them a week or two to settle in. I, I think that Detroit this year is going to be like the Chargers of last year. They're going to struggle the first three or four games. Then they're going to rattle off seven wins in a row. And all of a sudden, they're seven and four. And people are like, wow, here come the Detroit Lions. Their division is tough, but not impossible. The Bears are not as good as they think they are. Um, I think the Vikings are still going through some transition. The Packers are clearly the class of that division, but I think the Lions could make some noise. And Stafford, clearly, even in the years where they can't make noise, produces. So there's my Mr. Brightside why I would not give up on Matt Stafford right away. That's fair. So final thoughts. Craig, go. Uh, Yeah, week one, as is every year, it's a giant guessing game. A lot of people are overreacting to a lot of things. So you have to wait, I would say, until at least week three until everything settles down. Like, don't start cutting people. I'm a Fournette owner. I'm not paying I have Matt Stafford. I'm not going to cut him. Am I going to start him next week? Who's your other option? 
uh, Rivers against the Bills. Well, I would start Rivers in a heartbeat, regardless. Right, but I'm not going to draft. I'm not going to draft. Right, no, draft, send him to the bench and see what happens. Stafford. Yeah, send him to the bench. So and see don't what don't overreact. Right, and it's funny because um, I think it was the guys at 360 Football who put up it's overreaction time, and guys were just responding with their overreaction, and I was like, I'm going to release all of my team and pick up everybody off the waiver wire who had a great week one. Next stop championship. Hashtag need to stop smoking that stuff. You know, and, and and people were laughing at us for that. But, you know, exactly. Don't overreact. My final thought. Week two, just as Craig is saying, don't overreact. Start looking for trends. Guys right. who have a good week one and a good week two, start looking at it. Now, where is that an exception? I fully expect James Conner to run all over the Kansas City Chiefs. That means anybody who has not grabbed him is going to look and go, oh my God, he's averaging 23 points a week. I need to pick him up. He played the Browns and the Chiefs. <laughs> Neither bl- one is known yeah. for their defense. <laughs> we traded our best defender because he threw his shoe in the crowd. <laughs> I, I, I mean, what? In his socks. In his socks. <laughs> Was it a socks or shoes? I think it was both. <laughs> he threw his equipment into the crowd. We're not a strong defense. Got our, 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 we have no pass rush. So I fully expect Connor to run all over the Chiefs this week. And that makes me sad to think. But I fully expect it to happen. So if I don't know who they play in week three. But if they play the Patriots, I, I'm not going to overreact to Connor. But look for trends. Look for guys who are getting better. And be ready to shift your opinions on people that you have a strong opinion on. You came into the I came into this year driving the Joe Mixon train. You did. I am still standing. I am standing you on the roof on that train. Yards. I'm standing on the roof of that train and I'm going, let's keep this baby rolling. I think he's gonna have a great season. If his next two if his next three weeks total 12 fantasy points, I'm getting off the Joe Mixon train. <laughs> I will admit I'm wrong, and I will get off the freaking train. Are you going to drop him or just put him on your bench? I don't even have a share of him. That's the worst part. Outside of oh, best ball, right. I don't own him anywhere. That's true. That's Wait, true. don't we have him in the industry league? We do. With the addicts? We do. I wouldn't drop him. We lost that game badly, by the way, about like 50 points. Yeah. I was ugly. Which Zeke. Yeah. Your top draft pick scores five points. What are you going to do? Yeah, not so, much, not much. So don't, Craig is telling you, don't overreact. I'm saying look for the trends and be patient with the folks, but be flexible. Flexibility in fantasy football is the key. You guys know I listen to John Hansen, the football guru, every as many days as I can when I'm in my office. Last year, the league that they do for listeners, it's called the ACI. I was in year two. I got my ass kicked in it, but I was in year two of the ACI. They're now in year four. In year three of the ACI, his championship starting lineup, he won the championship. One guy he drafted. Everyone else on his lineup that week was people he picked up off the waiver wire because he was flexible. Be prepared to make difficult decisions and don't kick yourself when you have to. So drafting is only the beginning, folks, unless it's best ball. That's right. So, all right. So on that note, uh, we will see you next week. Uh, hope everybody has a great week too. Look for our article on fignutsdfs.com tomorrow, probably in the afternoon. Uh, and uh, as always, give us a review on iTunes. Until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fignuts Podcast. <laughs>